This is a download from News Talk 106 to 108. To download other programmes or for more information, go to newstalk.ie. Okay, Jessica is on a day's leave. John McRae, however, never takes leave. So committed is he to the technology slot. Jonathan, welcome to the programme. Hello, George. There's a big load of action going on in Twitter about somebody was asking about earphones for office use. Right. And uh, people are saying, oh, yeah, under 100 quid. Right, uh, for office use. Yeah, no, somebody, uh, uh, people don't like the Grado SR60 or 80. Uh, and then pe- people have a pair of SR80s. They leak quite a lot, don't they? Um, and then they're sure SE215 in-ears. Yeah, well, I suppose it depends on what. I mean, it's a very big question. I mean, if you're in an office, uh, presumably you're, you're going to want closed cup. Um, closed you know, cup is closed cup headphones. Well, we're wearing. Uh, yeah, so that, that you don't um, you don't disturb other people or in ear headphones. I mean, there are a million different in ear headphone suppliers out there, so very difficult to say. I mean, Sennheiser are they they have a big factory here in Ireland. It's Irish Jobs. Um, it's top quality equipment, and I've always found that because they make their own transistors, I always found that. They their their stuff is very good quality. Um, VJs, if you can get them on the internet, uh, quite cheap. What? VJs, yeah, um, uh, very good uh, quality for a, a very reasonable price. I think in ears are about fifteen or twenty dollars, and they're uh, very very. But good. now, when somebody says the earphones, headphones for office use, the the reason you ask for something for office use is because you are surrounded by other people. Is it? I would presume so. Yeah, but I mean, but but nobody has cracked. Um, or maybe the problem is just mine. But my general practitioner assures me it's not the case that these cup headphones, as you call them, yeah. uh, create a buildup of wax in your ears. <laughs> and we're back to the wax. Am I um, the only waxy person then? Do is you know what? I, if the amount of times we've covered this subject, I'm astounded to to think that we've never asked if you are the only person who. Has has a problem with build-up of wax. And if you would like to text us for 37-53-106, please do regale us with your wax well, stories. You know, what they do, you know what they do, don't you? They they get a, a, a syringe full of soapy water. It's just soapy water. Yeah. And a syringe your ears. And you hold a little saucer-type gadget under your ear because yeah. the stuff comes out. And all this wax comes flooding out. And it's <sighs> obviously shaped like a pellet because it's in the ear cavity. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So all these little bullets are flying out. I was um, on, on a bike about 10 minutes ago in the sunshine. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You don't want to talk about <laughs> Well, no, well I, talk you know about what? Facebook. Actually, well, one memory I do have when I was younger is whenever we had, uh, we had ear problems, my dad used to pour like hot olive oil into oh, my yeah. ear. Oh that, yeah, that, that's the... What is the, that about? Uh, well, you see, because this wax gets hard. It yeah. hardens in the cavity. So the idea behind hot olive oil is that it softens the wax, making it a bit easier to come out. The other one, of course, that you would pour in, which is great fun, I'm an expert on all cures for wax, right. is um, hydrogen peroxide. And you Bleach? Put, yeah. 
and you put bleach in your ear, and the next minute it sizzles and froths and everything. I'm pretty sure it's not a good idea to put bleach in one of your cavities. Probably not. Can we get to Facebook? Please. What's happening on Facebook? So, um, reports this week that uh, Facebook has been using Facebook users as sort of guinea pigs. Uh, So, in 2002, with the help of Cornell University, they undertook a secret project where they uh, looked at people's uh, Facebook um, feeds and they manipulated them so that only positive uh, feeds would come through for for one group and only negative feeds would come through for another. So basically, you're on your Facebook and if Tom says, oh, I'm feeling a bit down today, I lost a, I lost my job, if you were in the, the, the positive group, you wouldn't have seen that message. And what I wanted to see is, over time, do other people's status updates of how they were feeling affect how you update about yourself? Uh, and so there was positive and negative um, uh, sections. And, and this was now recently published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, PNAS, which is a very respectable journal. Everyone went, wait, what did you do? Because, of course, if you are influencing people's emotions uh, positively, that's fine. If you are uh, influencing people's emotions negatively without any idea of exactly how negative you might make someone feel, that is a very questionable road to be but going But they down. did this without telling people or asking them. Absolutely. Uh, it was done um, Cornell did it or Facebook did it? It was a study that was uh, by with Facebook with um, uh, which went through Couldn't some be done without their approval. Through Cornell. But, but through it was Cornell. with Cornell, yeah. Now, so, Cornell would be one of the top seven universities in America because it's an Ivy League school. Yeah. Um, there have been, there's been sorts of questions about whether or not the f- a full um, informed consent was received and from what I can see is that is not the case because people didn't know this was happening to them and if they don't know it's happening to them how can they have informed consent however there is a bit of a get for Facebook in that the terms and conditions of the website say we may use you for research and blah blah blah, blah. when you take right, sign up okay. you sign, sign your rights away this is a bit like when you make a phone call you get uh, your this call may be recorded for training purposes. Yeah, well, and, and anything else. And actually, if you thought about it, you might be happy with the call being taped at all. But but you never do, because you don't actually get, they don't say and if you want to hang up, like it's just to kind of record a message and you just say, okay, and you let it go. Yeah. There was a court case today um, in which a guy was convicted of abuse of Facebook. So it, it was his wife or his girlfriend or something like that, and he 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 posted uh, very deleterious comments on it, yeah. and it was actually a case, and and he was found guilty. Well, now, that, is, those is, are the sort of controversies that are actually not uncommon, um, and in terms of of Twitter abuse and and Facebook abuse, uh, and actually the, these things finding their way to the courts, they have done in the past number. But of years. I mean, but it, the, the, it, it, you suggested because I got a fair amount of abuse. There's one particular fellow who spent his time abusing me. Yeah. Are you suggesting I could take him to court? Uh, abuse, if it was persistent and directed at you and, um, uh, and it's hateful. Per- yeah. It's, it's uh, persistent, it's directed towards me, and I Yes, you could. Say, yeah, I mean, there, but how would I find him? Like, he's probably in at Johnny No Socks or well, something. The, the first step is to inform the police, um, inform the guardie. If, you know, if you feel that you are being um, persistently harassed by an individual and it is targeted towards you and it is hateful, then uh, you are really? absolutely in, in, entitled to uh, to pursue yeah. uh, legal action. Because actually, I think the vast number of people who post are not aware of that. They feel they can say 
what the hell they like to somebody. Of course, of course they do. And uh, until recently, that was actually the case. They could because uh, it was very difficult to track them down, as you say. And um, uh, most people didn't bother because it's just, it's a bit of a hassle. But actually some people have lived through torments. I mean, some stories on the internet have been, uh, you know, completely harangued uh, endlessly over the internet by these faceless people who end up sometimes being 14-year-old boys and the next door neighbor's son and that sort of thing. But All right. I, I, do, I just want to go back to this Facebook thing because... Yeah. because um, the, the, the the big question is if it made someone feel very negative and they were already feeling very negative you know if someone is feeling suicidal disastrous effects and that, and that is a very serious question as it happens it has no effect if you if you're if you're getting nothing but positive um status updates from other people and everyone's saying they're having a great time you have a crap day it doesn't make you feel any better about your crap day and vice versa so the, the so it's results not, wasn't very interesting it's not abuse it's just the fella the, the posts are negative in the sense of I'm having a bad day yeah. or I lost my job yeah, they want to see. You, are we affected by other people's mood when it comes to the internet? Because obviously, we are very much affected by people's mood when they're in the room. Uh, yeah. we can have good days, George, and we can have bad days in this, in this studio. Yeah. And, and we know, and we know as soon as we walk in the door. So, um, so that was interesting. But uh, when it comes to these sort of um, Facebook experiments, I, I just wanted to point out that this is what how um, every single website in the world world works. They do experiments on you all the time. It's called A-B testing. And uh, any website that's designed with a, any um, um, thinking people behind it, they will test every website against okay. another uh, to try and... T- so these sort of experiments ad- done for business happen all the time. But the fact that they were done for science and by Facebook seems to annoy uh, a lot Carl, of people. Carl Dempsey on Twitter, he's changed radio stations. He can't bear li- listening to me and uh, earwax. Yeah. Well, you you, we could do some A-B testing with that, George. We could put out the show without the earwax and see how many people stay listening and then we could put the show in with just a good long bit of you talking about your earwax and see how many people stay. Okay. Now, you're a camera freak, I think it's fair to say. You tend to use cameras rather than telephones to take a picture. Uh, what's this Lumix uh, you're talking about? Yeah, so uh, this is the uh, Lumix uh, TZ60. Um, it's... Uh, well, Lumix is uh, the Panasonic brand of, of quality people. Um, I suppose have mixed feelings about Panasonic, but um, they have a number of lines that are, are very much um, uh, in the premium area, and Lumix is one of those. Uh, this is a compact camera um, with all the whistles and bells that allows you to uh, control a lot of the functions via a manual ring. Um, it is uh, 18 megapixel. Um, it has GPS. It allows you to connect via Wi-Fi. It'll put filters on your phone. It has a 30 times optical zoom, which means uh, that the, the, the zoom on it is absolutely incredible. Um, and it's got a Leica lens, and everyone knows Leica, the, the German manufacturer of lens going back decades. They make fantastic glasses, photographers of the world. Uh, photographers call it. Is there still uh, a camera company called Zeiss Icon, is there? Or? Carl Zeiss um, it was uh, East, It was in Eastern Europe, I think. Eastern Germany in the old communist days. There is something, and, and if people can text in 53106 I would love to know, something about the quality of the sand used for the glass in German lenses. Um, it was the deciding factor, if I'm not wrong, uh, why German lenses were just so good in the early days and still have that and reputation I brand. I think there was a, a, an East German Zeiss and there was a West German Zeiss, I think, really? but I'm not sure. Yeah, I didn't know but, that. But when I was growing up, like, Zeiss Icon was the camera yeah, and Nokia used Zeiss lenses uh, in all of their cameras. I believe they still do. All right. But this one's a Leica, and uh, Leica is the creme de la creme. I 
was going out to Arcade Fire last night. Amazing gig. And I was running out the, the door and I was thinking, okay, I have my phone. Oh, I don't want to bring my big camera because I'm going to a concert. Is this small enough for me to put my pocket money? This the is the the Lu- TZ60, the Panasonic Lumix TZ60, and I thought, no, it's, it's too heavy. It's too heavy for me for a compact. Um, and I, I know I read reviews about this that raved about the quality of the pictures, but I just didn't get the sharpness I was expecting from all the spec of this. That may be me. Maybe I was moving around too much or jittery because I was at Arcade Fire and me jostling around. I just wasn't really blown away by this. And this is 400 euro. You have a phone. I mean, the quality of phones, the cameras on phones is already phenomenal. If you want to spend 400 euro on a compact that's actually quite bulky, it would want to be comparable okay, to an SLR. But, and it's but not, explain opinion. something to me. Yeah. Because I've never been, and in a way I'm quite sad about a picture person, so I haven't got really pictures of myself through my life, you know, because I never yeah. or even never took pictures of my children or any of that kind of stuff. My wife did. But um, what does, why do you want GPS in the phone, and why do you want Wi-Fi, and why do you want these things on your camera? It is a really good question, and I have not found the use for it. Again, I'd love to hear from listeners. Uh, Wi-Fi in your camera is so you can upload your photographs uh, straight from the camera without having to put your oh, card. Okay. But to be honest, the the way the, the user interface, it's called a UI, the, 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 the way tech people can talk about it, the UI of this particular uh, camera is so slow and clunky. When you're trying to connect to Wi-Fi to upload your, your, your photographs, I don't like ma- navigating with this uh, wheel and, and and tiny little buttons, and and so I I wouldn't use it. And GPS, I suppose, is is good. For, like I took a photograph. GPS says you're in Wexford. Well, I I was in Dublin Zoo over the weekend, and I took a photograph, and it says Dublin Zoo on the, on the camera. So which is great. So if you ever if you ever want to search for oh photographs I took in Dublin Zoo, you can do it that way uh, via the extra um, information on these. Uh, photographs. Can I talk to you just on this question of searching for yeah. photographs? Um, I, I I have photographs. They're all kind of lumped together, like on a stick, you know, and there's millions of them from different holidays and yeah. so on. Now, how can I, is there a way that I can sort these without laboriously going through picture after picture and moving that to, you know, New Zealand to 09, uh, you know, County Cork, 2012 and so on. Um, I find this process, and the person who cracks this uh, will have the keys to the kingdom. Like This is a problem that everybody has. I can't remember the phrase, but it's like, um, you know, a photo library weariness or something. That's not a very catchy phrase, is it? But there's a, there's a name for this particular situation where we all have these. I have thousands of photographs of absolutely everything uh, and I, some companies are looking at image recognition um, software so you run a search on, on your things and it tags them for you so you say this person is you know like on Facebook you can, you can tag someone and say that's Jess Kelly and then it knows what Jess Kelly looks like and, and uh, it does? yeah th- so there's face recognition technology so that that may come but it is very difficult and, and you, you want to be able to rely on it if they're on your own personal photographs so far no one has really cracked it as far as I know there was a, a guy who was uh, developing an iPad where you could flick photographs into different categories very quickly but to be honest so far no one has, no one has managed it it is an absolute nightmare I don't know why I keep adding to this big mound of photographs that I never actually see because they're endless I, it's depressing now you seem to have come up am I right with a phone that is kind of a James Bond kind of phone hmm. that it can't be cracked or 
got into or whatever. Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah. So um, we remember um, the Ed Snowden story. Um, the guy who used to work for um, security services in America uh, became a whistleblower and then ended up having to leave the country. People called him a traitor. People called him a hero. Uh, he since then people have been very concerned about what the um, the, the security services in America can and are doing to uh, observe. Uh, the general population, not just in America, but outside of America. And uh, feeding into that market uh, is a new phone called the Black Phone. It is sold out. It, it, it first run, as soon as they made it, it would already sold out. Really? Uh, it's a pro-privacy... Bra- in America? Bra- uh, it, well, well, it's online, so I don't okay. know who bought it, but you can oh. imagine anyone with a high-power job will be thinking, hmm, what exactly can people read out of my, my phone? And, and when you read about what um, what the security services were able to do, it, it you know it does make you kind of question... Is my phone secure enough if you're handling very serious data? So this phone is called the Black Phone. It's a partnership with Spanish mobile maker Geek's Phone and security company Silent Circle. And essentially, it uh, encrypts everything, allows you to remotely wipe your stuff. Um, it can You can turn on local data encryption. It's basically as a black a box as you can, you can okay. make your phone. Now, I mean, I, I'm not sure. I'm terribly worried whether the Americans are listening to me or not. Okay. Well, no, no, just just bear with me for yeah. a minute. I'm but what about sure. a reporter who wants to do a story? They get a wind well, of something, sorry. right? Yeah, that's my point, right. right? This black phone would have prevented the News of the World stuff and all that sort of stuff. Is that what you're saying? Um, actually, a lot of the News of the World stuff was very low-fi, if I, if I remember correctly. It was as simple as people didn't change the numbers on their answering So their answers. password so was, was zero, 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 zero. Yeah, right, okay. uh, Or it was their birthday. And, um, you know, uh, if you're a celebrity, your birthday is pretty uh, obvious and, and various combinations of that were tried. Um, but certainly um, the, the the more serious hackers, the more serious um, uh, uh, organizations in America who would like to, to, to listen to it, you know, that would stop them, right. presumably. Uh, okay. One thing I've never understood is that guys who are having an affair, or maybe women, yeah. but, but having an affair, they, they, they continually text and they leave texts on the phone. Then they're surprised when their significant other discovers there's all these texts on the phone. <laughs> now, does this black phone, and that's why I'm bringing it to this kind of low level, does that mean you and only you can get into it? Um, actually, the the level of detail they they didn't go into that level of detail. Um, of course, there is a a lock that's password protected. Um, of course, it'd be secure. I don't actually know how how difficult the phone is to get into. I do know that anything that goes electronically from the phone is encrypted. But I, I was listening to a radio show about the, the sort of um, data that comes out of our phones, and George, it is quite you know it is quite scary sometimes. Some of the apps that we have on our phones leak. Per, you know, mobile phone numbers leak images from the phone. Do they? Yeah, I, I, and, if you and were, we download apps with rare abandon, yeah, don't we? We absolutely. just download them. Absolutely, we do. And if you're connected to the same um, Wi-Fi network and you're you have a device and you're listening, um, you can. There's, you'd be very surprised about the amount of information but, okay, and personal yeah, information you but, get. But there was. Uh, I think it might have been on, on John Danieli lunchtime. Um, there was this guy who was like sitting out in a car park at a hotel. And and be, the, the hotel has its own Wi-Fi. Yeah. Now, he was suggesting that you could just 
uh, uh, get anything. Just, Just before yeah. you go, for those who aren't taping the France-Nigeria game, it's only a minute left. And I, have you turned away? You have. France won, Nigeria nil. That will mean that France will play the winners of Germany-Algeria tonight if that result stays the same. Very good. Um yeah, some and can you do come. that? Can you can you buy a software for your laptop that means you can sit in the car park of a hotel and start listening in to me? Um, yes, uh, depending yes. D- depending on on the uh, the software that's actually on the phone, it, it can certainly listen. But depending on on what you're doing with your phone. Uh, it, it depends on how much. When you shouldn't be making a phone on that basis, you shouldn't be making. It's nothing to do with uh, uh, meeting up with some other woman or some other man. It's just you wouldn't be having almost just business conversations if they're all that open to 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 cracking. But uh, for for starters, it's not all things. So, so uh, on on iPhone, your all of your um, your email uh, and your text, they they they're quite that's quite difficult to get. But say for example, you have an app that's made by a third party and it uses location. Uh, sometimes those sort of apps are the type of apps that aren't properly coded that give out un, un, unrestricted your location via um, via the network because all of these apps on your phone are actually communicating with servers even though your phone might be as off as far as you're concerned. If you look at the, the amount of background data that goes on, lots of these phones are talking all over the place and sending that sort of data. It might be a picture on your phone, it might be your location, it might be a phone number, it might be an address. And if you know what you're doing and you're searching a particular area, particularly if you're connected to to what someone thinks is a secure network, um, you, you, you do and could have access to that sort of information. All right, okay. Jonathan McRae is with me on on um, uh, technology. Oh, uh, Margaret thinks this um, for, for pictures thing is quite easy. You just you put them in a named or dated folder, or you batch renaming photos as you save them. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, but it does restrict you. Um, and you know, if you walk, you know, say you, you're at an event and you take sixty photographs and you want to find the photograph that you took of Paul. And because Paul was particularly drunk at the time and he was making funny poses, he lay in a garden chair. That is um, is quite difficult to do unless you've been tagging. This is a picture of Paul all the way through. Just having the date and name of a photo of, of the the name of the you folder find it doesn't really ha- it doesn't really help if you yeah. have tens of thousands of photographs. Yeah. But it, you did. Now I remember. Now I remember. Shane reminds me. Google Picasso or Picasso will sort all the photographs for you. You told me that before. Now I remember. Yeah. You told Picasso me. Picasso is a great, uh, a great uh, application for sorting photographs. If you want to be able to search back through, you need to put in the work in, in the way in. You need to be adding tags, which you can do with Picasso. But with the stuff that you already have, I find it quite difficult to, to yeah, sort of sort into the good ones they want, the bad yeah, ones. Yeah. I get it. Well, somebody's terrified of losing their pictures, right? They only have them on the hard drive and they're terrified. How can we get them in the cloud? How can you get them in the cloud? My understanding is Flickr is uh, is entirely free to upload all of your photographs. On the cloud. Um, Flickr.com. I think they're the only cloud solution that allow free uploading of your photographs. Uh, That's in the cloud. you and it's it's really straightforward. Flickr.com. Flickr.com. But with no E. But on my phone, it it 
updates my phone numbers to the cloud automatically yeah. and other stuff. It doesn't update my pictures. Well, that it, is. yeah, if you don't want to have to do this yourself, although I do believe there's an upload Flickr um, app, the Flickr app will upload your photographs that you take on your iPhone or your Android automatically as well. But you can do it with Dropbox, uh, OneDrive, uh, which is a Microsoft version, and Google Drive. They all uh, have options to saving the photographs you're taking with your phone uh, to to the, the cloud immediately, which is, in my opinion, it's it's brilliant because you never... You never, you never lose the photographs. You know, if you take a phone, you lose your photo, phone somewhere. It's already in the cloud, and you can you can get okay. access to that. So now, if you don't do, you don't have one of those apps. You should get the the the, the uh, full time. By the way, don't listen if you don't want to. In the World Cup is France to Nigeria nil. Uh, now, just piles of questions coming in, but but lots of them about photos, and. Uh, the, 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 I got one there in a minute. By the way, the Soviets captured the old Zeiss factory in what became East Berlin. It became Zeiss Jena. Uh, West German Zeiss was probably superior, says Nigel and Cavan. So there were two, 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 uh, Zeiss. Very good. You know that. Thanks, Daniel. All right. How can I move hundreds of photos? So where's it gone? How can I move hundreds of photos from camera roll to my PC and then delete the original from the iPhone storage? Paul. Um, well, your phone should plug into your PC and you should, um, rather than going through iTunes, if you just uh, open up Windows Explorer, your iPhone should be there and you should be able to take your phones from there. Um uh, put it onto your PC, and then you could delete all of your iPhone storage. Um, I believe you do that through iTunes with the phone connected, uh, and then then you've got your your iPhone storage empty again, and your your cloud empty again, and then you can copy whatever phone, photographs back uh, by right. importing them to the, the 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 phone's library if you like, Paul. If, I hope that's answering your question. If right. I, were you talking about TZ forty? The TZ sixty. Yeah, so yeah the TZ forty yeah. is selling for half. The price of the TZ60. Yeah, the TZ60 is the new newer version of the TZ40, and as happens with technology, of course, the newer right. version is a lot more expensive. When's your new Samsung tablet coming out? I don't know, is the answer to that question. Uh, all Nokia Lumia phones use Zeiss lenses. Yeah, uh, I thought so, yeah. We, we were kind of trying, I was trying to remember now that Microsoft has taken over Nokia, although the, those changes haven't, um, haven't kind of trickled down yet, but yeah, they still use Zeiss lenses, yeah. Do they? Yeah, uh, shot glass made in Germany. John Limerick says we're back on on uh, cameras again. Somebody's got a Galaxy Five. It's a good camera, but no radio. I now have my old phone because it's a good radio. The net radio is not flexible to allow you to change stations. Do you know much about radio? Uh, yes, I I, I I use TuneIn all the time. It does allow you to change stations. Stations, um, and I, I find TuneIn great because you you, you put in. Tune in. You say what are the stations local to me, and it finds up all the Irish stations that are online. I think it's very good, um, and I think now it doesn't use a, a huge amount of battery because people were moaning that in the in the early days that they didn't have a radio on their phone. Now I think it's I mean, to have a have a radio app is just as handy. Um, yeah, I've so. I've tuned in. It works fine. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this News Talk one hundred six to one hundred eight podcast. To download other programs or for more information, go to newstalk.ie.